Welcome to episode 205 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm alright. Just bought a house. Did some remodeling. Bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> Spent way less than I thought I would. Okay. Uh, You're playing video games and we know it. <laughs> I, am, I am playing video games. Oh, uh, man. It, I'm... Yeah. I, I haven't played Breath of the Wild in like a week or two, so mm-hmm. I randomly got the bug and I'm just like, I'm gonna do some stuff. Man, I've been going through like a cyclical sort of like video game thing, it feels like, because I'm back on Breath of the Wild and I just started playing Animal Crossing again. Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, and yes, I have been listening to that song too, and that's probably why I started playing it again. <laughs> uh I've been primarily on like a watching TV shows slash movie kick, not video <laughs> games. So, fair enough. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just obviously don't watch as much as most people. So, but I guess makes it super super easy for me. I don't know. I've, I I feel like I'm like hitting another point where it's like I'm gonna switch games again because I'm at like a point in like I've been playing a bunch of Minecraft just to chill, but I'm at a point where it's like kind of frustrating. Yeah, because you just keep dying, don't you? Yeah, which I got past that part now, so I think I'm okay. Um, some of it was because I was being uh, what we like to refer to as an idiot. I mean, um, you were intentionally traveling through hell, effectively, so... I mean, had to do it, so... But, <laughs> has, um, has Event Horizon taught us nothing? Has it, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. God, that movie's dope. All right. <laughs> uh but yeah, so like, I keep looking and I'm like, man, I should like, I keep like looking to like start playing something else. And I'm like, I don't know. But apparently games frustrate me as all well because I'm awful at them. But I'm just going to play games that don't punish you for being awful. Yeah, I have to find those ones is the problem. Magic Legends. Actually, kind of, it doesn't. It's really hard to be that a awful more. at those style of games. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they're they're games, and I'm not sure how they work. But they it actually things. was it actually frustrated me today, and I stopped playing because I was trying to do the daily uh, oh, yeah. queue up for a random group and get like a shit ton of man- planar mana, yep. and it would never give me the planar mana, and I'm just like, screw this. Yeah, I probably should. Cute. I should probably do that after we're done recording. Go get my thing. Although I'm never going to get all the pieces I need for, my, for the quest. You just need to play it once every two days to get enough to get the spell. Oh, we'll see. Probably won't play it enough to get it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So. Uh, I was going to pose kind of a general question and stuff that I kind of got thinking about today. Because obviously I didn't rush into <laughs> figuring out a topic. Um, I mean, I kind of gave you the ultimatum last night of figuring out a topic. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so, actually, I was talking with um, my brother-in-law about work and stuff in general. And, you know, just how we're, we're getting to the point with everything where a lot of people are going back to the office now and everything. And... You know, constantly the discussion has been, you know, what's throughout all the pandemic is like, what's what's going to be different at the end of it? And looking at it and to see what has changed. And we're coming up to a point with Magic where they, they have said finally that, hey, you can do in-person events again. We're going to, we are going to allow it as long as it's okay with your, you know, local regulations and is okay with the store doing it and everything. And, and I started thinking about that, like just as a whole, you know, magic in particular, but you could even look at some other, you know, related hobbies. But if we, you know, if you really wanted to, but like, like how, how has magic changed from all this shit basically? And what do you think will stick and what do we think will go back to the way it was and how does like what what is the future going to look like for magic 
post-pandemic. Like, now that we've been through a year of this shit and we're kind of, air quotes, coming out the other side. And so, like, I'm kind of posed. Like, so some of the things that I was thinking about, because I'm pretty sure you're just like, what? <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is I might know more about what's going on than you, because you don't really Probably. do Twitter. I don't do Twitter. You, um, you do I Reddit, know, and I don't know how much overlap there is. I, I don't read a lot of that Reddit either and stuff like that. So I know there's been some big changes to the Pro League um, and some things like that. So, what? I mean, if you obviously read more, so you probably know more of what's going on. So what What do you think? All right, so Watsy took organized play out behind the shed and put three <laughs> yeah. bullets in their head. Yep. And just literally killed it, right? Yep. Um, so have they said they're gonna like they're gonna replace it with anything, basically, or Yes. Okay, and let me dial this back really quick here. Um When you say organized play, do you mean all high level organized I'm because I'm trying I was trying to piece together from the little bits I saw exactly what they meant by you know exactly what baby seal they clubbed to death there was it just like being a pro yes because i know i know that piece they're just like yeah get out like they're just i think they literally said we're not designing this around the intent of it being a lifestyle yes that is that is what they 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 killed the concept of being a professional magic player mm -hmm. they still plan on having grand prix going forward they still okay. plan on having like big events like that going forward they have no intention of making it the even having the slightest chance of it potentially being someone's livelihood mm -hmm. if we're completely honest it never was in the first place and anyone who thinks it was is lying to themselves yeah it Basically, it was content creation, yes. is what your job was. The you, if you were a professional magic player, unless your name was like Seth Manfield on that one year when he just was on the absolute tear, yeah. you could not live off of your tournament winnings. Mm -hmm. You know, like it just it was not a thing you could do. You could not feasibly pay for everything you needed to. Like mm -hmm. you hear, you heard all these people on twitter like uh lsv actually got pseudo called out for this mm -hmm. and lsv made the statement that he was capable of paying for everything he needed just off of going to magic tournaments but okay. that was that was back when he was younger and not in modern times when mm -hmm. you know the number it's also people... lsv but <laughs> yeah it's also lsv right you know like he's obviously a very very good magic player yeah but the whole per uh, I, Brian Kibler is, as saw, always, yeah. <laughs> the most reasonable person on. Twitter. I saw his post about it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's like, here's the deal, guys. The the, the like the entire purpose of the magic, you know, pro scene was never to live off of your winnings. It was to convert that into a brand and sell yourself and make money mm -hmm. off of who you are instead of how good you were doing. Because eventually the wheels always fall off. And he's like, and you want to know the secret? It's always been that way. And yeah, he's right. the shining example of that. I, I was going to say, like, somebody, I, was it in the Twitter thread? Somebody was like, how did, you know, like, we all know how he did it. And they just posted a link to his playmat. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, that, that's that's Kibler's entire thing, though. You know, when mm -hmm. he when he no longer wanted to play Magic and grind the Pro Tours and stuff, he wanted to get into coverage. He didn't have mm -hmm. an out to get into coverage. Instead, he went into Hearthstone. Yep. He is now a gigantic. He's not just a Magic brand. He's a gaming brand. Mm -hmm. Like I would argue, more people know of him from outside of Magic than in Magic now. I would probably agree with that. You know, because like Hearthstone has a massive base. People know him yep. from his freaking gym streams where he's just sitting there lifting weights. <laughs> like, Shiro yeah. is more famous than most Magic pros. I don't mm -hmm. care what anyone says. This is just a statement of fact. His dog is more famous than like Marcio Carvalho, who's a really good Magic player. Yeah. Right? 
that's just the that's because Kibler knows how to market himself, mm-hmm. and that's always been what it is. Like, there's a reason why the Magic players who actually are big name Magic players and like they have this whole big brand and they're able to like turn it into like this whole big thing. There's a reason why they're all charismatic. Mm-hmm. You know, look at LSV. Yeah. Right. Funny enough, he's actually been like kind of start his sense of humor has started to grate on me lately. Probably because I've started listening to multiple podcasts that he's on, <laughs> and the fact that it's just like a never-ending, constant, like you know, jokingly insulting of his friends and co-hosts is just kind of like getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, which I is mean, funny. but like it's 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 his friends, and that's it, just yeah. how he is. It's like it's like me when you say anything, and I'm like. Yeah, and I, and I throw thing, and right? I throw a huge jab at you. We do the same thing. It just seems like he does it way too frequently. Eh, maybe. Which, I, which, I don't know. Maybe. Like I said, it's super minor, and it's only sort of bothering me recently. And like I said, I'm pretty sure it's only because I there's a multiple podcasts that I listen to now. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. and that was just a random aside, right? <laughs> that so. doesn't actually matter. But so obvious. So so that's. Is there going to be any high tier on this? Then is there going to be, um, it, like they're getting rid of worlds and all that stuff too? Then they're planning on getting rid of it and bringing it back either next year or the year after. Okay. Like they're doing what they've done before, where they're terroring everything down and they're rebuilding it back up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like... you know the, the problem is when they said they were doing that, they also said that they were planning on getting rid of the potential of being a pro, which mm-hmm. made everyone in the world like freak out. And then everyone in the world was like, "Oh my god, SCG! Why don't you do something?" It's like SCG has done something. Don't you remember when everyone was like saying that SCG was like the low leagues, right? Because <laughs> like that was an actual thing that happened where. We're, where people were trying to imply that the ones who played on the SCG tour weren't good enough for the pro scene. <laughs> I okay. Yeah. Just it's it's really funny when people start uh, mm-hmm. trying to imply that these people who are actually being su- successful doing what you what doing what you want to be doing are somehow worse than you. Right. I mean, magic players are a fickle bunch. Let's just be honest they are because honestly like you uh, like just in the threads and stuff all i saw were people being like why can't they just go back to the old system like that worked just fine but does anybody remember the the pitchforks and torches to get rid of that system yeah like like <laughs> everyone I mean, suddenly looks at the at the past with rose colored glasses yeah right like the don't get me wrong the new system had a lot of problems it did. it did have a lot of problems. Um, I mean, part of that was born out of the whole pay the pros thing, which they wanted, and it happened. And then you got this because you wanted to get rid of <laughs> get rid of whatever the hell it was previously. Yeah, like everyone's um, everyone's like, oh my god, pay the pros. Pros, you know, pros should have the potential of being able to live off of being a magic player. And Watsy's like, all right, we're gonna allow these thirty-two people to literally have a contract allowing them to live off of being a magic player yep. and suddenly everyone else is like no that's not what i want because now i can't get in there right like, so, so what do you want do you want them to just award like five thousand dollars for getting like all the way down to like 500th place at a pro tour or something like i mean probably i mean yeah <laughs> it's like it's, uh. they give people the odd like they create a league and they're like here you are a member of this league you get to do this thing and don't get me wrong they mishandled the league Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the, they, they definitely did not handle it completely appropriately. Yeah, like things were mishandled, things were misdone. You know, social mm-hmm. media was an abomination. Like, it wasn't yeah. done perfectly, but like Watsi tried making it work. And mm-hmm. you want to know what? No one ever watched. Yeah. Right. And like, here, if you would have told me at the beginning of the pandemic that this would have failed. I would have, like, like a month into the pandemic, everybody's at home, every, like, streaming and stuff is going off the charts, and you're like, yeah, the magical thing is just going to crash and burn. I'd have been like, shut up. Like, I'd have been like, this is the perfect time for it. This is exactly what needed to happen right now. And it failed. Like, See, 
funny enough, if you had told me, if you had asked me whether I thought it would succeed or fail, and I had to choose one or the other, I probably would have chosen fail. I mean, but like with the with the the context of where the world was at the time is what I'm saying. I still like, would have just in a, because... in a normal world, I would have said, "Oh yeah, it's probably going to blow up somehow." Uh, e- like even with the context of how the world was, because I don't think the context really mattered. Because the people who watched magic tournaments were mm-hmm. people like me, mm-hmm. and I. If I'm not interested in stuff going on, I'm not going to watch. And there's like, there was just nothing to like pull me in, right? Like, there's something about watching a pro tour where I really, really enjoy it. And for some reason, I just never got that when I was watching the league weekends. I never got that when I was watching the championship weekends, whatever the hell they were called. I can't remember mm-hmm. the names of literally any. I mean, that's some of it too, right? You know? Yeah. But it's like, and they're. Even, like, pro tours themselves, like, I would watch the pro tour, but the formats had to be interesting. I almost never watched Draft unless I knew the person that was being featured was someone who I really, really wanted to watch play, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, I mean, John Finkel had to be the one that they're featuring for me to want to give a shit. (laughs) Like... Literally, he was the only one that I would ever watch if I knew he was the feature match for a living thing. I don't know yep. why. I just really enjoy watching him with his head in his hands, looking like he's like debating which pl- which plug to pull to like sacrifice one of his family members, <laughs> and then just like pass the turn. It's just something about how he plays. It's like, it's, when it's like arguably the most simplest style of magic, which yeah. is already built limited decks. Mm-hmm. you know like it's just and that was always that was the thing that just did happen people really didn't watch limited people really didn't watch formats that were stale like the biggest selling point of something like a pro tour was pro tours happened two weeks after release and you had to see what crazy shit people were doing mm-hmm. and then the pros complained about it because they didn't like playing in unknown formats. They wanted to play in formats that were like established and they could attack and they could like plan out what they wanted to do. And pros literally did this to themselves. <laughs> I think because I think you've brought this up before. I have brought this up before because everything a pro has ever wanted results in everything that people don't like watching. Yeah. People don't want to watch mirror matches. You know, it doesn't matter if Oko is the best thing to be doing if not everyone knows that. Yeah. You know, like, sure, then you have a, a tournament where, like, Oko comes out and takes over everything. Everyone's like, oh my god, this card's, like, really busted. But it's not something that we notice right away because it's not, you know, the big main tournaments that we're watching all of the best players in the world play. They're, everyone's not playing Oko because they're like, oh yeah, this is just the best deck. I'm just going to play the best deck. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, they completely killed their own arguments for not having tournaments be like the week after a set release, mm-hmm. which is the whole, you know, we want to be able to attack the metagame, blah, blah, because they never attacked the metagame. No one ever attacks the metagame anymore. It's just, it, not yeah, it's just like, happens. just play the best deck. Why, why am I going to screw around when in, in a few weeks it's going to be different, yeah. right? And the thing is, and part of being in a league environment incentivizes you to play the best deck because you mm-hmm. want to have that consistency because your literal yeah. job is on the line. Mm-hmm. And that's just part, like, that's something you have to accept if you want to be, um, if you want your job to be playing magic, mm-hmm. you know, like you're going to be playing in a tournament where if you lose, you are relegated. You are no longer, you are no longer in the league. You're no longer, getting all that stuff and that happens that is something that happens for every single esport and everyone acts like it's such a big hullabaloo terrible thing for magic Mm -hmm. like i don't know if this is just because i have another perspective on this because i used to watch starcraft leagues yep and like there was you know what would happen you know gsl code s the bottom half had to play against the top half of Code A, and whoever wins from that tournament gets into Code S. Everyone else goes into Code A. People in Code A play play against people who do qualifying events for Code A, and if you lose in that tournament, you're out. Mm-hmm. You are no longer professionally playing StarCraft. Yeah, you know, and that's a big deal for people. 
and that's just something like that is just part and parcel as for basing your job off of playing a game where you know the you can just have a bad weekend and suddenly you're gone mm-hmm. you know and everyone's like throwing like throwing such a huge fit about that they're like they're like ah oh, people you know it's really shitty that all these things are happening and blah 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 and another really really big thing that happened over like the last week and a half on magic twitter is suddenly every single you know middle class or better white magic pro is talking about how magic is such a meritocracy and how you know like <laughs> all this bullshit like everyone's like oh look all you know like it was just such a nice thing and like gave you know uh, everyone who was in there deserved to be there and blah 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 it's like that is the biggest lie i've ever heard in my life oh man you know it is a extreme extremely uncommon thing for the people who do well at magic to not be white people yeah i know this is like almost getting political at this at this point but it's like it's literally just the world we live in right Mm -hmm. you know the reason why paulo is Mm -hmm. such a freaking amazing magic player is because he didn't grow up in a place that allowed him to have the privilege to become as good as he was like if you like you know nothing against brazil it's a great place you hear all the time how they just don't have access to magic cards yeah there's i mean and a lot of it is just import export of magic cards in general yeah, yeah. like brazil has terrible import export laws mm-hmm. and that's going to affect players on every level yeah you know and like so you see the people like willie idol you see the people like mm-hmm. paulo who like they establish their footing and like you have to give them more credit for what they did on that basis yeah you know like and anyone who says that once again i'm gonna write on lsv <laughs> All right, sounds good. Punch <laughs> <Ellis>? up. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> LSV's made the statement that there was no the he it wasn't coming from a place of privilege that allowed him to get to where he was in magic. And then in the same sentence he goes, "Sure, I had a stable family life and a stable home and you know, I didn't really have to worry about stuff like that, but it wasn't a place of privilege. That is absolutely a place of privilege." Yeah. And if you do not think having a stable family or home life is a privilege in society, you have not been paying attention this last year. <laughs> You've not been paying attention at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it was this whole big thing where Zvi Mauschwitz, once again, punching up, uh-huh. like, came out saying that uh, uh, basically uh, talking about the fact that he was a lot of people are ostracized for being intelligent Mm -hmm. and magic was not a place that ostracized you for being intelligent. And, uh, I believe I haven't actually listened to the episode, but Mm -hmm. from what I've heard, someone possibly with a three letter acronym for their name said something along those lines on the episode he was on, Mm -hmm. or one of the episodes that they did talking about that exact thing, how, you know, being ostracized for being intelligent and how magic is a safe place for that. I do not care who you are or where you are from. If you are not in middle school to high school, you have never been ostracized for being intelligent. You're ostracized for being a dick. Yeah, pretty much. Because, like, it's, it's that thing, like, um, you know how, have you ever met the, those people that you know are the smartest person? They, they're the smartest person in the room and they know it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Rick Shea. <laughs> yes. Or Rick Shea or whatever his name is. Um, I can't watch him. Man. Yeah, he's, oh. he's smart and he knows it. He is smug. And he feels the need to point it out. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it really, he's really good. Don't get me wrong. Like, and he knows oh, what yeah. he's talking about, but it is intolerable. Yeah, like, and, I enjoy uh, yeah. watching him in the same sense that I enjoy watching someone talk about science, right? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. like the way he talks, he talks like a teacher because he is one, yep. you know, but he, he's not someone that I would recommend for literally anyone else to ever watch. Yeah. Like it, it, that whole thing is, it's like, yeah. And yeah, as you said, like high school, middle school, maybe and stuff like that, you get out into the real world 
And Intel intelligence is the single most valuable thing for an employee. Disagree, but I mean, it is a very important thing. Yeah. But, and, but the thing is, is like, I, I literally work with some people who are very smart, know a lot about their field and everything, but have, trying to work with them is like pounding nails through your hand. Like, it is just awful. It is awful. Like, so, and that, and, and that's a lot of the thing too. A lot of times it's like the, the people that have irritated me in my life and stuff like that, it's never because they're smart or they're, or almost any, like the reason is, is because we're socially incompatible. <laughs> that is, that is what it actually comes down to. Yeah. Cause uh, Cube April put out a Twitter poll and she yep. was like, you know, this is how I found out about this being mentioned on the mm -hmm. podcast episode where it was, have you ever felt ostracized for being smart? And mm -hmm. like 23% of the people said, um, or it was like 17% of the people said yes, 70 some odd percent said no. And then a bunch of other people said unsure or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So most people are intelligent, realize that they're not being ostracized for being smart. But mm -hmm. then, like, in the comments, you have all these people who are like, yeah, I always felt like I was ostracized because I was using my expansive vocabulary and it intimidated people. It's like... So, you got ostracized because you were an annoying dick. Yeah, that's... And <laughs> one guy literally said that he... It was literally cited that one of the reasons why he was fired was because he used words that uh, his coworkers did not appreciate. And because you were probably demeaning them is what it yeah, was. Exactly. So it's it's like so you weren't fired for being smart, you were fired because you're incapable of understanding the social the social or navigating the socialness of mm -hmm. being around other people. Yeah. You know? It's and like here's the deal. I don't care. Like I'm someone who likes using Finding the very specific word I want to get oh, yeah. across, right? I'm I'm kind of like that too in some ways. I I tend to use words in a different way in some ways. But I am not someone who goes out of my way to use big stupid words. Mm -hmm. I don't need to. There's no purpose for it, right? Like I am, I firmly believe in the importance of proper communication with someone. Yeah, it's like There's... I may I may I may use words like that and stuff like that, but the point the point you're trying to do is you're trying to communicate something to another person and if that is not happening then you are failing. <laughs> yeah. Like you are doing it wrong. Yep. Pure and simple. Mm -hmm. You know, and like that's just so many people were complaining of like that was their whole reason why they were ostracized like no, you just you're just social socially inept is what yep. it amounts to be. Mm -hmm. You know, Maybe you have some other reason that's causing that, but that's not, people aren't disliking you because you're smart. There is a lot yeah. of really, really smart people in the world. There's a lot of smart people in the world who you don't even realize mm -hmm. how smart they are. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why it's the, there's the cliche of the random dude working, you know, as a mechanic who just mm -hmm. happens to be a genius. Mm -hmm. He just, why would he, there's no reason for him to point it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the best, the best smart people are the people who, who can explain something to you without making you feel stupid. Yes. Like, and finding the people like that are amazing. Like, <laughs> especially I, when they're teaching. I'm bad at that. <laughs> I, I try my best, but sometimes I, I mean, we all fail, you know, and everything like, you know, we're, we're sitting here bagging on people, but like none of us are perfect realistically oh, yeah. I mean, and stuff. And I like, I like using the frame more so the frame of references that people are socially incompatible than, um, they're bad people in any way and stuff like that. Cause like, you know, you, you get the right group of people and stuff like that and you have, you can, they can work together and stuff, you know, Yeah. but, but you get, you get people who don't want, want to put up with that. I mean, some of it is a whole geek social fallacy sort of thing that you can't not be around somebody, you know, but I mean, I've, I've said before, I've said it again, I am a bad teacher. <laughs> like there are exceptions to that. There are certain people that I can teach very well. I, you know, like kind of like a pseudo random example. Like when it comes to me and you mm -hmm. in the cards of magic, we both mesh very well together. We understand yeah. how each other communicate. Mm -hmm. I can teach you because I know you. Yeah, and you also, know? also, I'm not going to get offended by you saying something in a way that feels like a lot of people would be like. 
you're being a dick, you know. Yeah. And I understand you're just you're just trying to forcefully explain it, even though I'm arguing nonsense back at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. More often than not. <laughs> but, uh, every once in a while, you're actually right, and I'm missing something. But yeah, every once in a while, and I and I savor it. The, the buttery goodness of it, I let it melt in my mouth. What was the one one time we were like talking and I was trying to explain something and you're like, no, stop. You need to realize I don't understand what you're saying. Explain it better. I was like, oh, <laughs> this thing. You're like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there, there are people in the world that would be offended by that. Yeah. And I wouldn't do that in a lot of situations. Like when I'm trying to like, you know, if I was at work or something like that and trying to get something, I, I probably wouldn't say it the way I said it. But like knowing you and knowing how we work, I can just be like, stop. No. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I also am fully aware that my mind just kind of does things and sometimes yeah. it needs to be reined in. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, and some of that is just being, as you said, socially enough, socially aware enough to, to, you know, as they say, read the friggin' room. <laughs> right. You know, and I think that's what a lot of people are missing with that whole thing. Yeah. So. All right. Well, no, we are was, completely a, off topic. <laughs> that was a great tangent. Uh, I was worried. I was worried we'd get there. So, <laughs> um, so, so uh, to we. I don't know where we want to wheel this back to. Uh, you can rewind as much as you want. Okay. So Magic high level play, high level play is getting gutted like a fish. Magic high level play is getting gutted like a fish. Uh, Watsi did announce they're going to allow in-store play again as of mm-hmm. the 28th? Yep. Yeah, 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 28th is what it was. So upcoming Friday. Yep. If, if as I said, uh, providing local rules and regulations and if the, the actual, stores want to. Yeah, they actually Which our store, I think, was going to hold off a little bit on it, which yeah. I, I think is a very, very prudent decision, and I respect them heavily for that. I do, too. I completely agree with their decision i just hope it doesn't result in unfortunate things i i hope so too and I, like i'm trying to figure out how i can i'm probably gonna have to go buy some product and stuff from them and everything just to make sure i'm doing my part to help them out but i tried getting them to order more dragons for me but they can't so oh, that's sad <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm basically turning into the khaleesi of of D dragons i'm just like i need more of them where yeah, are my except, dragons except i don't want to see you topless <laughs> fair <laughs> uh, but um uh like, yeah I, so whoops sorry i do think that it's going to be there's going to be some growing pains going forward just on the yeah. local level of play right yeah because mm-hmm. you're gonna have there's going to be two types of people. Mm-hmm. There's going to be those who never wanted to stop and are perfectly fine playing at any point, mm-hmm. and they just don't care. Yep. And there's going to be those who are still questioning whether or not they should go out, even if the store does wait another month and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and like trying to get all of those groups to once again mesh back together to get events rolling again i think is going to be a challenge yeah i it's it is not an enviable thing i think it's going to be difficult the one thing that i really like though is this is effectively a hard reset Mm -hmm. so if if any store has been wanting to do anything in particular Mm-hmm. before COVID happens. Yeah, the inertia's kind of gone. Yeah, like, you know, there's no longer those hang-ups of this is how it was done, this is how I need to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is a prime chance for stores to be like, all right, things are different, people mm-hmm. are going to be coming back, they're not going to necessarily have, like, so they're going to have some expectations of how things were, mm-hmm. but there's nothing keeping you from changing some of them at least slightly right and that's something that i actually do really hope happens i do want i do want some changes in how things were done because i think it would be beneficial for the community as a whole to do so now that the inertia of what was being done is gone Mm -hmm. yeah just 
I'm unsure how to get these things across without sounding like a dick. <laughs> Fair enough. But, so, how how sticky do you think arena is going to be for high level play? Like, is do you think forward? that's going to stick around? Are we going to go like? Are we going to have GPs and then after that, like whatever they decide higher than that, is that just? Do you think that's just going to stay as arena forever? No, because well, maybe I would say no, <laughs> uh-huh. because the problem with arena is you can only do two things on it: yep. standard mm-hmm. and drafts. You can mm-hmm. do historic, yes, but historic is odd, and I don't think you want to have. A bunch of high-level play in historic. I don't think that would be healthy for the format. Because that's when you find out just how busted stuff is. Yes, it is. Also, there would just be a giant hullabaloo about people not having access to the cards they need, and yada yada yada. Like, I do yeah. think. I feel like going forward, I guarantee you that SCG is going to once again be having live in-person paper events because mm-hmm. that was their bread and butter right yeah you know i see that i know for a fact they're gonna do it right they're gonna have their events they're gonna have patrick they're gonna have cedric they're gonna have them in the booth they're gonna be doing their thing and it's like they'll have a bajillion viewers that first weekend mm-hmm. as long as they pick the right format what is that format? I don't know. <laughs> like, I and and I honestly don't know that. Like, some of some of the question I have is is like, what fo- what format do people even want to see right now? Yeah, the thing like I have no idea. I don't know what any of the formats are like because obviously standard is standard. Standard's mm-hmm. doing its own thing. SCG just doesn't do limited because it's not that's not their brand. That's not what they do. Yep. Fair enough. Like, well, there's no reason to because the the entire purpose of the SCG tour is to sell singles. Yeah, right. You don't sell singles when you do sealed. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what Pioneer is going on. I don't know how Modern is going on. There's no way in hell they're going to do Legacy because Legacy is even even less attainable than it was before. Yeah. And it was already like the fewest people ever would would go to those events. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> so, like, your options are modern or pioneer. Maybe you do pioneer because it's a less busted format. Yeah. Modern is just like, and I know this is like always my thing, but modern is just kind of awful. But everybody likes it for some reason. <laughs> Even I don't know though if it's, it's awful awful. anymore. Yeah, we'll have to see. It, can I play Feather or Blue Moon? Uh, I have seen Feather and Pioneer. And Pioneer, I have, but like yeah. I'm just want like modern is what I'm wondering. Because if I can't, then just phone me when they're good. So never. If they unban Twin, I'd, I'd go play modern. Let's see. So the best decks in modern right now are is it Blitz, which is just uh basically <laughs> blue. It's blue red prowess. I was gonna say I'm like, isn't that the like? <laughs> Plays Sprite okay. Dragon. So maybe, so maybe I'm convinced. <laughs> uh, then Eldrazi Tron is the next most popular, followed by Blue Red. Oh, Blue Red with uh, Blue Red Through the Breach. Okay. Emrakul's. Heck yeah. Uh, Heliod Company. I knew that one was really popular. I wonder if I'm ever gonna get those Heliods I'm supposed to be having in the mail. Eh, eventually. Eventually, Esper Control. What the hell's going on here? Fairy Jace. It's just—it's just literally control. That's really weird. I'm surprised that Esper Control is 33 percent of the meta. Huh. Mm. Oh no. Either way, that is a—that's a detour we don't need to talk about. Yeah. yeah oh, sorry. But... Uh, Pioneer is—is is it Phoenix still? Niv to Light. How old are these decks is the real question. Yeah, right. Like that's some of the question too. Uh two days ago. Oh, okay. So So actual factual accurate. 
All right. Well, that's good to hear. So, yeah, I, I think I remember hearing that Nim to Light was, like, the thing to be doing. So. I think so. I, and see, the only way I ever hear of stuff right now is through people complaining that the format's broken into pieces and nothing is everything is awful because they have a jank deck that they don't want to change and can't beat anyone so therefore the format's terrible yeah it's clearly everything else's fault not their fault for being dumbasses literally saw a dude on reddit who was like yeah i can't i just absolutely can't beat this one deck and it's like i'm he's like and i know it's He's like, I know it's not me, and everybody's just gonna blame me for it and stuff like that, and like uh, blame me and my deck building for it and stuff like that. And everybody's like, well, yeah, because that's the problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. Here's the but. deal: when Steel Leaf Champion is a four of in a deck that is fourteen percent of the Pioneer meta, it's probably fine. Probably, that sounds okay to me. I mean, the Niptolite is twelve point six percent of the meta, which is crazy high yeah. the the is it deck was all or the is it blitz deck was only 7.8 hmm. so apparently it's popular what's, what's big in legacy right now team or delver that doesn't seem accurate no one played I, oh hex stranger that's the thing like, i just oh, gotta i just gotta get all my stuff for shark still <laughs> like green I miss playing Legacy. Yeah, me too. And the, the, the best part is, like, you look... Oh, yeah, I forgot Cloud Post has started seeing a shit ton of play. Hmm. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I feel like Goblins has a decent matchup against Cloud Post. As long as I draw Wastelands. <laughs> as long as you draw Wastelands. All I gotta do is need uh, some Wastelands. Alright. So, like, so, so Alright, so we have Teamer Delver, is a Delver... Sultai, mid-range, cloud post, and then lands for the top five decks in Legacy right now. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, lands is supposed to be a terrible matchup, but I'm undefeated against it, so clearly it's actually a great matchup. Right. It is actually just a good matchup. <laughs> sample size is irrelevant. Yeah, sample size, you bet. We ain't gonna sign something her. <laughs> Alright, well, I, I know this is a tangent. But the the cloud post deck. All right. Do you can you guess what five mana artifact it is playing four of? Uh, I was gonna say like gilded lotus, but Golos tireless pilgrim. Uh, that actually makes like a weird amount of sense. It makes a lot of sense, but it's still weird to me. It kind of is, yeah. <laughs> uh. Hmm. Okay. Well, back on track. Who knows what the SCG tour tournament would use as their format cuz Yeah, right. but that's I'm I'm sure whatever they do, it's going they're going to like there's going to be a lot of thought put into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I mean they're really going to have to consider it, I think. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what comes back online right away and what what drama will be surrounding it, I guess is what we'll say. I am absolutely certain that certain stores are just going to open as soon as they possibly can. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yep. And that makes me not want to go to those stores. Right. But, oh, well, teach their own and stuff, I guess. But I mean, if, if, if they choose to do things and to them it makes sense and it ends up working out well for them, more power to them. Yeah, I mean, if they had or they can do what they want as long as they're following the laws, right? <laughs> yep. So, do you think things are basically just going to kind of go back to the way it was for the most part, magic-wise? I mean, yes and no, obviously. I would personally like if the whole handshake thing never saw the light of day again. <laughs> just people stop shaking hands? Yeah. Let's be real. Shaking hands is unsanitary. <laughs> I mean, I, that's probably changed people, a lot of people's opinions and stuff like that. I was a big handshaker. Yeah. And, and like, I could see myself going back and not doing that now. I was a big not handshaker, unless I was playing in events that actually mattered. Like, I shook hands at the Grand Prix. 
Yeah. But shaking hands at the local level just kind of seems pointless when I've shaken the same person's hand a million times. Yeah, I suppose I didn't play there as much as you did. Yeah. But. Like, and I still just... It's hard for me to turn down someone when they offer to shake my hands, mm-hmm. but I really, really don't like when they do. Like, I had, we're, we were doing interviews at work yesterday, mm-hmm. or on Friday, so yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, as the guy was leaving, he, like, offered his hand to me, and I just, like, paused for, like, a second. I'm like, do I shake his hands to make him not think I'm an asshole? Just like, snub him. No, I'm kidding. Like, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do imagine most things will go back to normal-ish. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious if Arena is still going to keep the FNM at home thing going on. Yeah. Because they kind of had it before anyways. Mm-hmm. But not really. I don't know. I think I think they're gonna have to figure out some ways to tie arena support into local stores if they want to keep that as a thing. Yeah. Which I'm not. Which I'm gonna be honest. I'm not sure how much they care about that. I mean, they obviously care about the local stores, right? Mm. The Secret Lair Ultimate Editions show that they actually do give a shit about local stores. Okay, sure. I, as as much as I would argue about people complaining about the first Secret Lair Ultimate Edition costing a billion dollars, mm-hmm. like four hundred dollars or three hundred dollars, I think was like the price I saw, and then complaining about Watsy just being you know money hungry, blah 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 blah, and I'm like actually the only people who made money off of that was the LGSs, mm-hmm. you know, like it goes to the same thing, right? Like. Watsi literally said, here, sell this thing. It'll make you $300. Yeah. You know, and, like, there's... I personally don't think they did enough with the Ultimate Edition 2 because it's just the Pathway Lands, which is yeah, kind of whatever. The Pathway Lands are really, really good. They're not buy one of each of them for $10 a piece good. Yeah, that's true. You know, especially when I'm someone who, if I'm going to buy them, I'm going to want a playset of them. I'm not dropping $400 on a playset of Pathway Lands when I already have fancy Aldart Pathway Lands. Because they came out in the in the packs that I bought, just right. as is, right? <laughs> you know, the fetches were cool, because it's like a super unique and awesome thing that existed. Mm-hmm. And the Pathway Lands are like, you already make fancy versions of these. Why does this matter? Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. They just need to get those 40k commander decks out. They do. They actually really do. I might pick that up even. I'm... Yeah, I know. I'm waiting. <laughs> waiting. Once, once, once we have an actual announcement of that, we are going to have at least one, possibly a series of episodes of me just talking about 40k lore <laughs> uh, we're gonna become a 40k podcast for like a month yep i do not doubt it in the least <laughs> you must understand the glory <laughs> glory to the god emperor to be fair though if i need to get jacked i have now have a 40k meme that i look at so <laughs> yeah and it actually makes you get you're just like like i need motivation yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. The best motivation. Pretty much, but oh, I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting to see how things shape up from the last year, and not just with the virus. Like you know, there's there's been a lot of stuff happening. We'll just say that's made people question if the way we're doing things is correct in general in the world. And that's going to ripple down to magic in some ways, I think. Yeah, I definitely see that. Like society as a whole has both changed and has a great desire for more change. Yeah. Yeah. Some good, some bad. Yeah. Uh, Whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. So like, 
it's I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how things start shaking out. So. How do you expect things to turn? Me? Yeah. Oh, I don't have a damn clue. <laughs> so I was asking you. I think. Um. I think a lot of the like, as you said, a lot of the the play stuff with paper and getting people together is probably going to go back to kind of how it was. But I do think, um, I think, I think with a lot, and I, I don't like, I'm just going to use the term just because there's no dirty context to it or anything and stuff like that. I think it's just the appropriate term to use. I think a lot of the, the social justice movement coming out of this, whether that's for, money or race or what, whatever other things you think, I think that's going to be a bigger piece than it was already surrounding the magic community. And I don't think, I think wizards is going to have to figure some stuff out more so than they already are. I think they're talking out of both sides of their mouths in some way. And I think they're going to have to own up. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can agree with that sentiment, I think. Yeah. And, I, I mean, obviously, being a little vague and stuff with everything, because I kind of don't know exactly where things are going. Because uh, usually they've been pretty, like, with, you know, when you're, when you're with the cards, they've been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Outside of that... Like when it comes to them actually being a business and actually supporting a lot of things, they're we'll give them a C minus at best. <laughs> you know, some of the stuff we're seeing. So like, I think they're gonna have to um, bring some people around. But and I don't know. I think I think there's gonna be a big shakeout with the whole air quotes pro magic scene thing. Um. And I think the, the the pro magic player thing is going to shift greatly from just being a good magic player to being an interesting magic player. Uh, so I think things like um, uh, what's his name that does all the uh, he does a bunch of stuff right now, and people are just just ape shit about him. Um, Grokey? No. crap i can't there's there's some guy i think he does like weird decks or something like that i can't i don't i don't follow that stuff too much but like people that do different things are going to be more appealing to magic players than people who are just really good yeah i mean that's if you look at the streamers who Mm -hmm. actually are successful yep you have new month Yep, he's been doing it for two billion years. He's been doing it for a billion years, and he literally made his name because he did a 365-day, didn't-miss-a-day stream, right? Yep. He built his base by doing stuff like that. He is also a very, very good magic player, Mm -hmm. but he also has a very specific style, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Caleb Durward literally got Survival of the Fittest Band and Legacy. (laughs) Fantastic magic player. Has a very specific brand. Made it by doing a 365 Mm-hmm. you know long stream event he has his customer base you know yep. and like for all intents and purposes viewers are customers right oh his yeah i'm, I'm not disputing that to him yeah i'm not disputing that point at all you know, <laughs> think, even think of the think of the professional magic players as i've already mentioned who did who mm-hmm. do succeed when they stream lsv extremely charismatic person mm-hmm. like yep. and he has a brand and people love it yep. paul chion before he started working for watsi he had a brand. People loved it, and he was—he had a thing that people just, you know, attached onto, and they really, really liked. Like yep. those are the people who actually do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the personalities is what it is, regardless of how good they are in some ways. Yeah, like no no offense to the people who are just like they just show up and they are really quiet and they play magic really well and they're trying to like stream and make a living off of it. Yeah. That is not how you make a living streaming. Nope. That's just not. You need something else going on, you know. Mm-hmm. You need a personality. You can't just be a great magic player, yeah. Unless I mean, your name is uh, John Finkel. I mean, yeah. 
who has arguably one of the most boring magic streams ever, except you're watching John Finkel play magic. Yeah. I mean, his name is a brand. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, like, some of, like, the, the problem is, is I think some of it people, some of the really good people think this is a closer to a sporting event than it is a entertainment event. Like, like the, the purpose of it is entertainment. The purpose of it is not competition. Yes. And th like that, and I think that's a little backwards to people, especially people who are incredibly focused on the competitive aspect of it. Yeah, like people, people don't watch magic tournaments to just watch the best player win. They mm -hmm. watch to be entertained. Sometimes you are entertained by watching the best player win. Yeah. You know, watching someone, as I keep mentioning, watching John Finkel play magic is a treat. Yeah. The man just plays magic differently than everyone else. He just gets it, mm -hmm. you know? But you... He is quite literally one of a billion. Yeah. You know, like, he is top three magic players of all time. Yep. And, but that alone is not going to pull in a lot of people. You need, you need the theater going on, right? There's a reason mm -hmm. why when someone was doing weird stuff on the SCG tour, they put them on camera. Yeah, right. We, we had a guy playing green-white morphs dressed as the green Power Ranger on camera for multiple rounds. <laughs> yep. We had <laughs> Doesn't Jeff matter how good you are, it's interesting. Yeah, we had Jeff Hoogland dressed as an owl, playing Owling Mine in Modern for as long as he was still in the tournament. Right. Right? <laughs> you know, like, you, the people who succeed at even being casters, it's mm -hmm. not just about being knowledgeable and good. You need to have a personality. Yep. You know? Cedric Phillips is not Cedric Phillips all the time. No. But he knows how to turn it on because yep. he and Patrick Sullivan, they point out all the time, they take a lot of their pointers and a lot of their tips and a lot of how they kind of built their brands as commentators mm -hmm. off 1990s era wrestling. Which is great. <laughs> which is what you need to do because you want it like 1990s era wrestling was 100% gigantic, huge, blown-up personalities that people watched because they were entertaining. Yep. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, do you have any parting thoughts before we wrap this one up? I don't know. People are stupid and should be less stupid. <laughs> I'm just happy I made a whole episode out of this. <laughs> I'm curious what other stuff you had that we never got to. Oh, I'm no, sure we, we hit it all. We hit okay. it all. I just I just knew I could bank on going off on something. Um, so. You can always bank on me for controversy that shouldn't be controversial. Right. Uh, I guess. Okay, well, um, if anybody wants us to just feedback, you can send an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Uh, head to thelocometa.com. There is plenty of fun stuff there. The Discord... Uh, our Patreon, our link to our stream, which next week we'll be streaming again. So uh, 9 p.m. Central Saturday, and we'll be we'll be streaming some games there. So um, come say hi and all that. But cool, John. Anything else? I kind of just feel like meh. <laughs> I'm sorry for ruining your night. <laughs> I mean, whatever. All right. Well. I like it's. I have, it's like that weird feeling that you sometimes get in your head, where like it's not a headache, but it's just something, right? You know what I'm talking about? You ever yeah. get that? Or is it just like a brain tumor that I'm unaware of? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I just usually blame that something like that for you most of the time. But all right. Well, I guess on that we'll let you take it easy, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs> See you.